0: And, we're, you know, I just want to welcome in our, uh, our Facebook Live audience. Sorry, we were trying to go to another spot on Facebook, and it didn't work. We are now live uh, to the Buddy Martin Show. We've been live on Periscope, and we've been live on YouTube. Uh, so, sorry, Facebook peeps. Uh, I screwed up, and uh, I was live at the wrong place. But we're now live, so welcome to the show. Uh, dilly dilly to those who just joined us uh the hello to everybody else uh, who are on the show buddy if you could I know could you reset for us just a little bit it's my fault you can whack me in the head later but uh, again we're trying out new features and platforms here and uh, 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 I was streaming three other places just not streaming to the most important place which is the buddy Martin show uh, Facebook
1: I wonder I couldn't get it up on my phone either because we were just you know here's the thing about it I heard this interview yesterday with this guy if you want to get Graham Hall up anytime that's that'd be fine he said he loves to quote uh, John Wooden for for fans who know Steve Spurrier who read that book where's that book find me Uh, know that Steve Spurrier's favorite coach slash philosopher is not a football coach but John Wooden and this particular caller on the show or this guest on the show says he quotes wooden takes wooden quotes every day and puts them on his his door of his closet. And the one he read was basically this is the essence of the quote, I don't have it in front of me. If you're not if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying hard enough. And he went on to say this particular person said, you you need to push yourself to the point of making mistakes. And then when you make mistakes you know you're given everything you got. So that's us.
0: So we make mistakes. So essence right? of that, let's hit it. Let's just, let, you know, since we were all sorts of issues there, buddy, I feel like we need to start over. I just feel like we need to start again. We weren't, we had audio issues. We had everything. No one got us. Let's just start over, go right to Graham, and then everyone feels like we have a complete show. What do you say? Wanted, you all right. Know.
1: This is a Martin and Martin in the morning on a Friday edition, a few technical glitches again. But hold on,
0: and I'll roll our open, and we'll say good morning to everybody else. Go ahead, Brandon.
1: Ah, roll. you right. Yes, it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up
2: and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger.
0: Faster. Mama says that alligators are honorary because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey,
3: what if the voice calls
0: while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> Bye. I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of (laughs) small, but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes.
1: Good morning and welcome to Martin and Martin in the morning. Once again, you're going to double take. Good morning. Dilly, dilly, Brendan. Here's my cup of coffee from, by the way, the Marietta Diner of Atlanta. If you're ever up that way, my good friend manages that place. Excellent place to eat, Marietta. This is my friend Ed, my best friend from
0: childhood. How are you this morning, Brendan? Good. I'm good. If you could see my picture, which you can't, you'd see my dry erase board that says I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, I have a I'm sorry sign up here uh, with uh, birds around my head. So that's uh-huh. letting everyone Well, TGIF, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. nation. Let's hit a reset. Everyone gets a, a mulligan. I got a mulligan this
1: morning. All right. There you go. I see it. There's an old Brenda Lee song. I'm sorry. Oh, play that. Sorry. There you go. Well, folks are finding us now once again. I apologize. Let's go ahead and get our friend. Before I go forward, thanks again to our great sponsors. Uh, Daniel L. Hightower, lawyer, fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. Also, our friends at World of Beer, Carrie and Chad and the gang up there, we've got plans to get James Bates out with us soon. Brady and I do that show every Wednesday at 6. Uh, and, of course, uh, our good friends at Center State Bank. Remember, uh, Center State Bank centered on community and customer service. All that stuff going on today. Our guests. Will be uh, Graham Hall from
4: the game. Graham,
0: Graham is on right now. Good morning, Graham. Oh. How are you, sir? Hey guys, how's it going
4: today? Good to be here. What's up, Gray? Always a pleasure. How's it going, buddy? Brendan. Good. I hope you guys are having a good morning. We're,
1: well, we had a little false start.
4: We had. A, we get a five yard got had, a five-yard
1: penalty.
0: I get a draw. mulligan. I get a mulligan. So that's,
4: that's everyone gets one mulligan, right? Yeah. Yeah. At least one. That's I'm, the way I'm, I play. I'm
0: only trying to stream to like four platforms. <laughs> And you know, uh, you know, get get all the buddies, you know, very detailed instructions in in the morning and get it all done and get a cup of coffee, get my kid to school. I'm only trying to get it all done, I'm trying to
4: be, yeah, and do it all.
0: You know, I'm a snag, a sensitive new age guy, all right. I do it all, all right. So that-
1: I, I think that, Coach Speria yeah. would call that an excuse because he didn't take it, but that's okay. No we're good with that. We're on the air, just a little flag, you know, oh, whatever, hey, Graham, like we're saying, yeah, can't. five yards. There you go. Graham, How are you, Graham?
4: I'm doing well, guys, yourself. just uh, You're getting, getting ready to, ready to go
1: do a little battle with the recruits and uh, tell us about the grill out. And you have baseball this weekend?
4: Yeah, baseball's going on. I, I don't, uh, I, I'm not covering the Mississippi State games. They dropped a late lead last night, 6-3 to three, uh, to Mississippi State. Probably have the number one seed locked up already, despite what would happen in the SEC tournament. So not too much to worry about, but never want to see a team blow a lead the way they did kind of last night. So, Look out for that. The the
1: what happened? I was. I went to a, see a play last night at the local theater, Mamma Mia. I didn't see the game. What happened? How, did oh, it how, I was, how was that?
4: That's, uh, you probably were better oh, off.
0: Oh, please give us the review of Mamma Mia first. Let's yeah. just get to that right away. I need to uh, hear, I need I to hear, hear that. that. The nation needs to hear about Mamma Mia. Go ahead, buddy.
1: I'll say this: they didn't have but one start. They didn't have to have two, but nonetheless, uh, it was uh, Coach Spurrier always like to say, you know. Uh, don't give us excuses, just give us results. So I'll ask you for the results uh, of what happened last night. Did Burn uh, blow a lead? What happened? The bullpen dropped, let Sully down or what?
4: No, they kind of wanted to preserve everyone on six days rest with it kind of being a Thursday start. They didn't pitch Brady Singer last night. Instead gave freshman Tommy Mace the opportunity to go six in the third innings. Uh, just around allowed one hit uh, kind of up to that point. Florida had a a 3-0 lead heading into the sixth inning um, and then kind of faded down the stretch there in the eighth inning. Uh, They hit a two-run home run, put it up 4-3, and then they hit a two-run home run to kind of pad the lead again, uh, two home runs when they kind of took Mace off the mound. So that's kind of the good thing is he threw pretty well, Tommy Mace, but uh, it kind of came down to, I think it was Andrew Baker in there. I'd have to go back and look real quick who was in there. but Michael Byrne failed to get the save just the first time this year that he reported wow, wow, the loss. Wow. Uh, and you know him, he's got what 32 saves on the season, yeah. the UF career I hate to
1: see him with a flaw because he was flawless. He's been flawless.
4: Yeah. Although so well, first- his
1: last appearance, he got touched a little bit for his, his last appearance. So let's hope that's not a trend for the Gator fans out there. Um, Tell Brendan what this grill-out is about. He wants to know about all this food and these sort of recruits. And I, I've got a list in here of people on your story today that I have just read. Uh, I don't know all these people, but, uh, for instance, tell us, let me look down and find a guy that I say, okay, tell us how, uh, how is Will Putnam, the offensive lineman, doing?
4: Well, I don't think that he's a guy who really has been on Florida's radar too much. Um, he's a guy, in-state guy out of Tampa, plant area. Um, but has relocated to uh, the Chicago area. Kind of surprised that they're getting him on campus this early. He's a guy that if you're going to get him on campus, an offensive lineman, um, he'd be a kind of guy that you'd want to get on campus for an official visit because it's not often that you get kids from the Midwest to come down to Florida on their own dollar Mm -hmm. for an event that's never happened before. And that's what the Gator Grillout really is. Every coach who kind of arrives on campus wants to you know, make their own event, make their – uh, make an event that kind of has their name situated with it. Urban Meyer did it first, kind of in 2005 when he brought back the whole Friday Night Lights theme to Gainesville, something that still continues 14 years now. Uh, Jim McElwain even did a little bit, added some camps, added a set, uh, kept the seven on seven tournament that Will Muschamp added actually added, um, and then and then McElwain added some more junior days. That's kind of all fallen in line with how the NCAA recruiting calendar has you know grown. Pretty much a lot of schools have a lot more opportunities to have kids on campus this early. And Florida's kind of taking advantage of that with a Gator grill out. You know, buddy, the the thing is, I thought that it would be some great weather in theory. Having a Gator grill out at this time of year sounds like lovely weather. Yeah, it does. Shouldn't be rainy, but we've got a 100 percent chance of rain on the forecast. Dude, it's going to pour. It's going to pour. Four years ago, this event couldn't happen at all. Um, but about a month ago, in the indoor practice facility, they had um, a cookout with a bunch of former players. I think it was right before, um, right before the spring game on the 14th. They had a bunch of players inside the IPF uh, where they had barbecue served and people ate inside there. So I could see it happening in there. But four years ago, if there was a 100% chance of rain on the forecast and they had recruits coming in from as far as California, you go on that list there that I ran this morning, the big name on there, buddy, is Chris Steele. He's ranked by 24/7 Sports as the number seven defensive back in the entire 2019 class. He lives out in California. Getting him to fly across country on his own dollar to come out for a grill-out event that may may even you know kind of go to crap when all said and done on Saturday is huge for Dan Mullen's momentum on the recruiting trail because this is a kid that all the big schools want. He's got a locked in, official visit locked into Texas to Miami, and he's going to get one locked into. Florida before he commits in the next month. That's a big name for Florida to get on campus there.
1: Graham Hall of Gainesville Sun, logging in today this morning to talk about some of these recruits on this new thing called the Gator Grillout, uh, always pushing. I don't know something new. You mentioned uh, uh, one, steel. Let me mention the people you mentioned that are going to be there who are commits. Tyrone Hooper, a linebacker, um, uh, Deontay Marks, uh, a linebacker, excuse me, Deontay Marks, a wide receiver, but you got an FSU and a Miami uh, Uh, commit in there. Deontay Marks uh, is a a UF uh, recruit, but Dante Lucas is an FSU commit. He, of course, is the outside uh, offensive lineman, excuse me. And then Josiah Pierre, I love that name, a Miami commit. What's he doing there?
4: Yeah, Florida's actually in the mix for both of those guys. Dante Lucas is someone who committed to FSU a few weeks ago mainly because of a strong relationship with an assistant coach there, Telly Lockett, that he's known his entire life. Josiah Pierre is a guy who Florida's uh, really kind of looked at a lot more over the last two months. He's been committed to Miami for a while, but Florida really thinks they have a shot there. They really like his film. They've been working really hard, staying in contact with him every single day, getting him on campus again. I think for the second time in six weeks, I'd have to go back and look. I think he was on campus right before the spring game. But getting this guy on campus – Just as much as Miami's getting him on campus has to be a promising sign for Florida, knowing that they can kind of go head to head with a guy who is locked into a team that I mean, people forget how good Miami was besides that three game losing streak to end the season. I mean, they had a 10. They started 10 and 0 beat FSU. I know it was kind of on a fluke play, but Miami's recruitment is really ahead of Florida's in a lot of ways mainly because of how much they've won on the field over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida really can't say that. So for a 4 and seventeen to be going head-to-head with guys in-state that a 10-win program just got, that says good things about the program and how people really like Dan Mullen right now.
1: When you start talking about the so-called Big Five or Six in the state of Florida, Miami mm-hmm. is right up there behind UCF, I might add, and USF. You know, we're counting what's happened to FIU and, and FAU. So the landscape of college football in Florida – if Florida and FSU come back, and I feel like they will this year, if not all the way, at least uh, by next year, this team will be competitive this year, which it wasn't last year. It's a whole different ball game in the state of, what, 15 million people. There's a lot of people out there. Now, how many of these are kids from Florida? I also didn't mention, I don't think, Trent Whittemore, defensive back from, is also a University of Florida commit. How many of these are Florida kids, most of them?
4: Yeah, Whitt- Whittemore lives in Gainesville. He goes to Buchholz so about huh? half. Kids yeah. on the list are in-state products, and that's- So they a- can
1: come, no problem. Yeah.
4: yeah, they can come on campus, no, no problem. The NCAA has really made it a lot easier for kids to just show up on unofficial visits. The only thing that they monitor severely right now is how much help universities are giving other kids and whether they're staying in contact with them during uh, like dead periods, so to speak. Right now, kids kind of have free reign to show up to any college campus they like, as long as it's on their own dime.
1: Gotcha, all right. Okay, so uh, we'll be talking about this all season, all summer long. I've got the odds. I'm going to talk about gambling with our next guests, two guests, Joe Williams from Mile High Sports in Denver is our national football handicapper, and Tom Schmitz, a local guy who likes to every now and then put a bob or two on a game. Uh, and uh, I keep seeing these numbers, and I'm not a gambler, but Florida is somewhere stuck around seven and a half or eight games they, they're, uh, as they're over and under. I don't know if you get into that much or talk about it. Vegas has got Florida at eight right now, um, uh, and, and according to CBS, so it seems like that's the number. Uh, looking at the schedule without knowing, it's just such a guessing game. Gosh, dog, who knows what's going to happen? You know the quarterback is, but it seems like and it feels like this team should maybe do a little bit better than expected. That's my gut. But now a lot can happen. A couple of more rests, by the way. We had one of those last week. That wasn't good, and um, a couple of got injuries, and things changed dramatically, except for the Alabamas of the w- the world. It's always Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. And once again, Alabama is uh, ten and a half a game over under. So obviously they're expected to do well. After that, Auburn and Georgia at eight and a half. LSU nine, actually, after that. That seems a little high for them. So uh, are you hearing much about the projections of the season yet? I know you talk among yourselves in the press boxes and uh, with your buddies in the media. What are you hearing? What's the buzz you're hearing about this team?
4: I think eight wins is incredibly realistic. And, and that says a lot about a team that went four and seven last year, has a coaching change, Still has an unsettled quarterback battle, has many positions, guys who left the team, a potential first-round pick left the team, spots on the defensive line that need to be filled. There's a lot of questions about Florida's team, regardless, that makes it kind of surprising that they could be an eight-win team, but that's how good, how favorable the schedule really is for Florida this year. There's only a few teams that I really think could beat them just based on a pure talent standpoint. Uh, Georgia, obviously. I think South Carolina is going to be much improved under Will Muschamp again. That offense seems to be kind of figuring things out, which is kind of always scary within Will Muschamp defenses if the offense figures things out. I think that they could beat Florida. I think Florida will beat LSU. I think Mississippi State will be a tough game for Florida. People forget that Mississippi State uh, beat a lot of good opponents last year, won eight games in the regular season. Um, yeah, I'd have to go back and look at who they all beat, but I know they – we're close to beating Ole Miss there at the end of the year, getting a nine-win season. So there's a lot of tough teams on Florida's schedule, but there's also a lot of really easy teams. I could see them starting 5-0, and o body, Buddy, and that'd be a best-case scenario. Yeah,
1: and, and Dan Mullen, by the way, uh, being called out by some media people for calling that Florida-Mississippi uh, State game as one of the biggest games in the history of uh, of the state. And some saying he must not remember LSU and some of those other games involving Mississippi State. But uh, I think he's hyping the game up, and – It's going to be huge. I'm planning to be there for it. It's going to be one of those wild things. When when a coach goes home uh, to his now hostile environment, you know, as Mullen says, those cowbells will be rung regardless of the rules, and they'll pay the fines to ring them. They'll be ringing all night if they win. (laughs) So it's going to be a, a colorful scene.
4: Yeah, definitely. I think that Mississippi State's going to come out fired up. They've still got a good quarterback. They've got a lot of talent there. They've got guys who want to beat. Dan Mullen and if you've been following it, there's a lot of Mississippi State fans who rightfully feel like Scott Strickland and Dan Mullen have kind of taken away the best parts of their athletic program over the last two decades and now they're out there trying to beat them in one season. I can I can understand why they'd be a little bit tifted or miffed or whatever the term is. I'd be understand why they'd be a little bit upset. I like
0: tifted.
4: Yeah. A tifted, I tifted.
1: Could uh, It could yeah. be a new game, tifted. new word. There we go. <laughs> He's hey, a couple things things. Buddy, uh, Buddy
4: and I,
0: I have some, I have, he, he tips me sometimes. Is that right? Because I can't use it like that. Is that, is that how it's used? I don't know. there's a, tip. So, well, there is a tip. tip. You get into a tip, right? right? Yeah, right? you get
1: into a tip, which is what you and I are going to have in a minute. But that's another right. story.
0: <laughs> well, that could be a Fricka, too. So Yeah, no, no. well, there you go.
1: Ah. Uh, hey, let me just uh, say, I got not, Lynn I, Tindall, our our friend up in Brunswick, wants to make a, get us in real quick before we lose. Uh, Graham, he's got to go do something. He says, keep an eye on Warren McClendon, huge offensive lineman in Brunswick. It's where Lynn lives. Uh, and he follows it very Lynn's a student of the game. Gonna visit UF soon. So check him out, Warren do. McClendon, if you haven't already, okay?
4: Got it. Thanks, one buddy. More. Always a pleasure to to be on the show. You take care. All Thanks, one Clinton.
1: more step for you, real quick. Uh, per Bill Sykes, who does the analysts, he says Dan Mullen's quarterbacks at Mississippi State averaged twenty three oh three yards passing, six sixty nine yards rushing, and twenty six combined touchdowns per year. So, uh, that that if those numbers hold up, would you be happy with those?
4: Oh, definitely. I mean, those are numbers are way better over the mean. I think since two thousand and nine, you'd have to go back and look, but I think that every Dan Mullen offense has probably been better than any UF offense since 2009. And I bet that Dan Mullen takes great pride in that, that the offense hasn't been better since he's left. I think that'd give me a lot of confidence. Wouldn't I think anyone would have a lot of confidence in knowing sure. that. I bet that he knows those numbers pretty well.
1: And by, by the way, uh, Lenz writes that uh, apparently McClendon will visit in June, so you'll keep an eye out for that, yep, right? Yeah, makes sense. Yep. Thanks a lot, Graham. I That's appreciate good. it, buddy. You Thanks, run. I- Take Day care. Of all, good job. Hey, Brendan, our girl, uh, Lainey Robinson has had some medical issues this morning. Wow. And our friend Richie out in the, uh, uh, the Gulf of Mexico, he's out in the middle of the ocean on an oil rig and Lainey's having great pain in her back and she's asked for prayers and Richie's asked for prayers. She's in the hospital right now having some x-rays. So shout out Lainey. We're going to make sure that uh, people know that she's, and, uh, and I know Richie will keep us on the loop here. Uh, and let us know what's going on, because uh, she not only is, is a member of the Gator Nation Kingdom, she's an elite oh, member.
0: This logo right here, this Dilly Dilly logo right here, I'll right, pull it over right. and show everything. She made yeah. this logo, which was our rallying cry. This was like our flag. Yes.
1: Yeah, what a sweet couple they are. And, of course, Richie's done some unbelievable things for us oh, on tickets. And so thoughts and prayers to Laney and Richie, if you would, out there at Gator Nation Kingdom. Let nice. me tell you, Let's Joe.
0: Play the biggest heart running, so Nicest
1: guy you can meet. Oh, really? They're people, they're great people, yeah. So, uh, Richie says, trust the process. you sent a little note out. So, all the best to you, buddy. Uh, let me just tell folks about, uh, well, we're running behind on our commercial breaks here. I want to tell them about Daniel L. Hightower. Uh, of course, um, he is uh, an attorney. Well, let's hold off Dan. Let's just do his spot next. Let me tell you about Center State Bank. We've done, we sort of had a restart this morning. Now, I get one. Uh, Center State Bank, of course, Uh, Their logo says centered on community and customer service. And what does that mean? Well, that that means they really do focus on your needs, and that's what you want out of your bank. Like I always like to say, I hate going to a hostile bank, a big bank, box bank, and they say, who are you? No, no, who you are. Nine forms of ID. I've given to you 10 straight years. You still don't know me. That's impersonal. you got to wonder if they have your best interest at heart. When you go into a bank like Center State, Any one of the 82 locations in Florida, 30 Florida counties, and mine right here in Ocala and Gainesville, especially the one on Silver Springs Boulevard, I know I can see a familiar face. I know a name. They know my name. Uh, they have great cookies. I like to say. More importantly, they have great values in there. the core values are all about being uh, locally driven in the marketplace, long-term picture of loans, etc. World-class service um, and relationship banking. So, if you haven't been by there, I, I suggest you do. If you know, if you're in Ocala, going down on 40 towards Silver Springs, about a mile from the courthouse square, there's a place looks like Tara from Gone with the Wind. Beautiful building off to the right. Many great functions in the community there. Appreciate what they do for the community here. So check them out. Center State Bank, centered on community and customer service in Ocala Silver Spring Boulevard, telephone number 352-368-6800 or centerstatebank.com. All right, Brenda, we're going to try to get a hold of Joe Williams in a minute here. Um, I'm going to call him right now. Alright, I'll go ahead and tell the folks now if I can about the World of Beer because you need to know about that. We're excited about what we've got going on there, uh, every Wednesday at six o'clock. The possibility that night may change later on. We could possibly do it another night depending on what the management wants. Uh, but, uh, the World of Beer, of course, if you haven't been there, you missed out on a treat. Uh, if you don't want to know, if you want to know where it is, you'll be going up to Gainesville Center later if you're a Gator fan. It's worth your trip to go out there. On I-75, you get off of the Newberry exit and go west, a little less than three miles. And on the right-hand side, you'll see West End Golf Course. If you see it, you've probably gone too far. Turn left into Yoga Town Center and go to the back of the complex. There's ample parking. And, of course, we're there every Wednesday on the Brady and Buddy Show. And there's a reason they've been picked top bar and top pub in Gainesville two consecutive years. They have lots of entertainment. They have music. They have got idiots like us there. Excuse me, Brady. Uh, and uh, and they have uh, all kinds of beer. We don't talk about the beer. If you like beer, I said to James uh, Bates yesterday, come on out and visit Said at World of Beer. If you like beer. oh, I don't like beer, ha, ha, ha. So James will get his chance, all kinds of international and local beer, uh, and, of course, uh, wonderful uh, snacks, finger food, the whole meals. I've eaten, I eat there almost every Wednesday night. really enjoy my time there at World of Beer. You will, too. Check them out. World of Beer. It's not just about the beers. But it could be. It should be. Okay, we're going to try to reach Joe Williams here in a moment. Um, Yes, sir. And that would be him right there, the voice of reason, as they call him out in Denver. Mr. Williams, good morning.
5: I'm just uh, waiting here at uh, Denver International Airport to uh, get my boarding pass so I can go over and watch the Royal Wedding.
1: (laughs) I'll see you there. (laughs) I'll I'll see you there. Where's your seat, by the way? I'm right up front in the church okay. Well, I'm only in 10th row so I didn't get that close but
5: you know the same place that you can usually find me every Sunday for morning Vespers
1: <laughs> I guarantee you one thing your TV at home will be turned on and it won't be you watching it so it's like mine this morning my wife had it on bright and early I want to see the Royal Wedding well, You know, it'll be on 100,000 times on every network you don't have to worry about taping it so consequently so uh, Joe, uh, we have a lot to talk about in a short time to do it because you're a little more experienced in this kind of stuff than most of us, uh, you know, and you've been playing the ponies, as we say, by for a long time, and you're a regular Vegas uh, visitor. They call you the mayor of Las Vegas out there, um, and uh, and so you understand the, the the nuances, I should say, of uh, of betting a bob or two on college football. So so before I start into the Odds, which I have in front of me, both odd Shark, you know what they are, and I have the CBS ones from Vegas over and under and the number and all that. stuff. I still can't figure out the plus this, minus that. But anyway, the bottom line is how will they do? Let's talk about what this whole new legislation or what do you want to call it, the Supreme Court decision uh, made it legal for the states now to have betting on sports. How do you uh-huh. understand that and what do you see? What, what, what is it going to change?
5: Well, for one thing, uh, the states can uh, they can tax it, bring it out in the open, and make some money on it, like they do the lotteries around the country. And uh, I don't think it changes uh, college football any, or uh, even professional sports. Buddy, we know there's already $150 million a year that's gambled illegally on, on professional football. Right. So uh, all we do here now is the state starts getting their cut because – now, all it is uh, are uh, the back alley bookies who are pocketing and there's no, and nobody's getting uh, having to pay any tax on the money that's a gamble, so I really don't see all the big difference. What I don't understand is they're saying this is going to increase the value of these NFL franchises by billions of dollars. Maybe it will I just don't understand it, but I know they're talking that way,
1: yeah um. You know, we discussed this on your show, the Joe Williams Show. Uh, You always ask me how to listen to your show, um, my show. How do people get your show if they want to hear you and Irv and Kent on there? Kent's a really knowledgeable guy, by the way, on college football. He knows a lot, a lot about football. And how do people get your show? Uh, it's every day on the Mile High Sports, and you don't even know Mile how Mile High going Sports out. Radio, yeah,
5: uh, that's right. You can go online, Mile High Sports Radio, yeah. and uh, milehighsportsradio.com, and uh, uh, look for the Joe Williams Show, and, uh, you know, hit your clicker, and you're in there.
1: Listen, you're so, talking all that stuff. You, you know, you knew all that stuff about how to do all that. You're getting really, really hip on all the uh Cyberpunk. Well, I just knew you were
5: going to ask me that, so I had the answer all panned out. I knew you were going to Joe ask Joe Williams,
1: that. he still has a flip phone and probably uh, uh, never been on the Internet in his life. Have you, Joe?
5: Well, I'm talking on that flip phone right now, and it's a very trusty phone. It always works.
1: And uh, one of these days, I wanted you to send an email. That would really floor me when that happens. So, every all the correspondence comes to Joe by carrier pigeon the Pony express or through his wife, Charlene. On Facebook, so um, Joe, you ready to do some picking here on some of these things? Uh, Yeah, sure. It's the usual suspects, you know. There's nothing dramatically changed, and it doesn't. It isn't going to change that much. Um And uh, you know, tell people what odd sharks. The, the difference in odd sharks in Vegas. I tend to trust Vegas a lot more, in my opinion. But I guess no, no matter what it is, it's the gamblers who set the odds, basically in parimutual wagering, at least. But you have to have some expertise to start out on a line, and you want to over and under in terms of wins. And as you suspect, Alabama's right at 10.5. So and right on down the line, you've got three or four of the usual suspects. Number one, Joe, um, th- let's take Odd Shark. Who are they, and that's all offshore betting, and, and how much do you trust their odds?
5: Well, I'm not familiar with Odd Shark, so I can't answer that right. question. Uh, I know about uh, Vegas. You want to ask me about yeah. Vegas? Oh, I'll well. tell you something that I know about Vegas. I don't know okay. anything about
1: Odd Shark. I never uh, heard of them. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm giving you information you didn't know, but you online betting offshore is what it is. Um, and, okay. And just to give you an example, they're a little bit higher on this say Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ooh. and Oklahoma are all at ten and a half. Ten and a half. That's a lot of games for, for, for Oklahoma. It's a lot of games, period. Uh, then Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Stanford are at nine and a half, TCU, Auburn, FSU, Miami, Michigan, Notre Dame, and Washington, Texas, and UCF all at eight and a half. They didn't get down to Florida's level. So that's what they got. Now, the difference is here just I guess got, I just have the SEC stuff here. Uh, but clearly, let's, let's just take the teams and say if you were making the line, let's take those 14 and a would you play any of those uh, at 10 and a half? Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma? Uh, no, knowing that you, you're obviously trying to go uh, over, I guess, right? Or maybe you don't. Well, uh,
5: yeah, the, 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 the what I don't have in front of me are the schedules. My uh, my Street and Smiths hasn't come out yet, so I don't have the schedules in front of me. And uh, I have a, a, a few of those teams. So, so uh, to give you a legitimate answer, You know, on those it would depend on. You know, for instance, does Ohio State play at uh, Columbus? Do they play Michigan at Ann Arbor? Things like that make a difference. Now, I I happen to know this year that Ohio State plays at Ann Arbor, but that would make a difference uh, to me because, as you already know, and as I told you, I believe that they're missing the boat on Michigan. The public is that I think Michigan is going to win the Big Ten this year, Hmm. and uh, so obviously. Whatever their win total is, they probably pegged it at about nine or nine and a half in Vegas. Uh, I don't have that in front of me, but I'm guessing they're going to put Michigan around nine or nine and a half. Obviously, I would go over on them. But with Ohio State and Alabama, obviously, and we know the bowl games don't count, so these are regular season totals, right? Okay. Uh, unless it, yeah, unless it's otherwise notified, you can't do the bowl games. Well, if you, the way they set these odds and the way the public's going to look at them. They go back and they look at Clemson the last three or four years. They look at Ohio State the last three or four years. Alabama the same way. And they say, well, how many games have they lost? And usually it's about one, right? Yeah. So uh, that makes it very enticing because at at ten and a half, you can lose one game and still win your bet. If you're betting Alabama over ten and a half, they can lose once and you still win your bet. They lose twice, of course, your money goes back to Vegas. So. Mm Uh, yeah. uh, if you look at if you look at recent history, buddy, the Clemsons and the Alabamas, you know, going over ten and a half would probably be a pretty good bet for both of them.
1: Okay, uh, and, and you know, have we reached that point, Joe, where we have information overload and yet we don't have enough? I mean, let's go back to your days as a kid cutting grass in Texas, where you're you're, you're a guy that paid you to. Uh, you know, to cut your grass, you were a kid and you were to You went to right. street and Smith and read some stuff and you got a mind like a sealed trap when it comes to facts on college football. And you were able to tell him, Oh, yeah, we'll be sure and bet Texas Tech this week. Uh, well, Keep in, you know, in mind,
5: buddy, keep in mind this. Uh, when you're, uh, you know, uh, you go to play blackjack or you go to shoot dice or you're playing roulette, those are games of chance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, shooting dice, roulette uh, Kim and for Baccarat. Those are games of chance yeah. sports, particularly in our case, football. Those are games of opinion, right? And it's my opinion against my next door neighbors or against mm-hmm. the guys down the street. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what Vegas is going on. They're setting those lines, those numbers, uh, technically, with the, ideally to get action on both sides. And then they charge you 11 to 10 or six to five or whatever, and uh, that 10% is what they say why the bookies drive Cadillacs. So they're trying to get action on both sides. And so it's what I think about a ball game. It's like you and me disagreeing on who's going to win the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan's going to. You think Ohio State's going to. Uh, whatever the, the point spread is, when those two play, my opinion is that, all, that Michigan at home is going right. That's right now, of course, uh, that they're going to win that game. And that's how that's the foundation for setting these lines for people to go up to the betting window, and it's my opinion against yours, and that—that's that's, what—that's what we're at. It, when I started out as a kid, as we both know, uh, you were a kid, of course, a lot longer than I was a kid. a lot
1: time ago. It's all about it.
5: It's all about the information that's available to yeah, you, right? And. and all right. Well, here's the deal. Back then, there wasn't much information. That's my point. If you right, so, if yeah. you lived where I if you lived where I lived, uh, and Everybody lives in different places. If I if I'd lived in Fort Worth and I could get the Star Telegram every day, right. I had more information right, right, than the right. guy that lived out in West Texas and uh, trying and trying to read the Amarillo newspaper. Yeah. Same thing with uh, the Atlanta papers uh but back then i had to dig for information i listened to games at night i paid attention because you never know who was injured you didn't know this you didn't know that now you talked about information overload everybody has the same access to the same information so really the edge uh the edge between me and the next guy has narrowed dramatically than it was 30 40 50 years ago
1: so you so google kind of did
5: you in huh it's done. It's done. Everybody in. It's almost impossible. No, I mean it is. It's getting harder and harder and harder. No, you know, is. Uh, because everybody, buddy, everybody has access to the same information. Right. That, that's the whole point. I don't no, have no, more no. information than you do.
1: I understand. I think you're right on because I can remember the first time I sat in the stands on a football game a long time. I was, you know, many years I wrote sports. Uh, and before I moved to Denver and, and got involved in as a sports center of the Denver Post, I took a three year respite out of sports and I bought season tickets to the Bucks game and I went and watched them and I sat in the stands. And I was miserable because all around me people say, Well, yeah, that guy can bench press 300 pounds. Oh, he's got a 440. He's got a 40. He runs a 45. I'm thinking, Who are these people? I mean, I'm used to sitting with, with writers who have information. But these people, like, they all began to get information. And now, Joe, they're all experts. You know? Let's say about experts, everybody knows how to start a fire. Everybody knows how to run a restaurant. Everybody knows right, how to right, a football game. You know, they all are experts. They love being experts. That's why they say my picks. I'm going to give you my picks. I don't care about your picks. What kind of reference do we have on your picks? I care about your picks because you know what you're talking about. But you're saying the information age is caught up with you even, right?
5: Well, and all I'm saying is, last year we were trying to figure out: was Georgia going to win, or was Alabama going right. to win? Everybody had every everything to work. There were the only hidden secret was that Nick Saban was going to go into his back pocket and pull out that uh, quarterback whose name I can't pronounce in the sure. second half. Nobody it. had nobody had that information. Oh, right. We had the rest of it, and right. uh, it's what you do with it uh, makes a difference. But it's so much. You know the 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 margin between winning and losing now against the spread, in yeah. pro football, is minuscule compared to what it used to be.
1: Yeah, Joe Williams, of course, is my guest. He's uh, host of the Joe Williams Show out in Denver. He's been a longtime radio. Uh, we've been doing this radio thing for how long, Joe? Thirty years. I often know. Thirty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least. And uh, Joe's always been on top. Loves college football like I do. Uh, he's a Texan. He's uh, everything's about Texas with Joe. You know, when you bring it up, he's he can talk Texas, he can talk Southwest Conference with you, or he doesn't do much in the NFL. Although he has to because he does a show in Denver, and the beloved Denver Broncos are the you know on everybody's uh, mind all the time. But 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 you know, it's a shame, Joe, you haven't had a chance to live in a place where they have real college football. I mean, no offense that Air Force or Colorado State are starting to see you, Colorado University of Colorado, who's had a run, but now is struggling in the Sissy League, as you call it, and in the Pac-12. So think about you, Joe, if you had a chance to go and live like Dan Jenkins does in Fort Worth and as a TCU fan. It's
5: well, just a whole remember one thing. Life. Just remember you're leaving one thing out. Yeah. I spent the first 14 years of my life in the state of Texas. And the Southwest Conference was keen. All yep. right. So don't forget that.
1: Well, you've so I know
5: come- I know a little bit about what big time college football looks yes, like, even though even though I was a kid when I was watching it.
1: Well I think what you gotta do, what Terry Bradshaw did, he just became an honorary Gator fan about two weeks ago. We inducted him, you just mean to go on him and admit it, you really are a
5: closet gator fan. All I'm right, like, you do like it. All right, I am. Are you, are you am. in? All right, yeah, I'm no. in. Uh, no. I'll be a Gator fan this year. All right, okay. First no. thing I want to do is first thing I want to do is uh, change quarterbacks. All right. All right. Who do you so want? You're, well, I don't no, want Felipe. You don't,
1: you don't want Felipe Franks. Okay. So you can start no. browsing about that. You don't want Felipe. Okay. Why don't you? Want you
5: know my partner, my partner Ken Erickson. You know his oh, son okay. is at is at Colorado State is a freshman at Colorado State. Oh, okay. I was trying to get McElwain to get out of his shell and bring him oh, down there. You were. And uh, yeah, I was trying to, but uh, this this group of quarterbacks you say Florida's brought in, uh, maybe they'll be good enough to uh, get, to cut the mustard. Right, I don't so know who like they are, are an but official, maybe they will.
1: You're an official Gator fan at least for a year. Bradshaw wants me to sing a hat and a shirt, and he's like all in. So you know, you know Terry, you and Terry and I used to. Do if you don't.
5: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, yeah. a, minute, wait a minute, I'm uh, an official know. Gator fan for today. If I hear something what? I don't like, it could change.
1: What? Now that's we don't need your kind. If you can't do next a thing better, you know,
5: yeah. next thing you know, you'll have me standing up singing the Aggie War hymn. Come on now.
1: <laughs> or buying those jabs and jellies on the side of the road in Arkansas. That's
5: right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, Joe, and I'll let you go with this. And so you got things to do, but uh, the—I was trying to express myself on something—an award that's being given for a, a writer in the South who covered college football, and someone we can honor every year. Something I'm working on. I was trying to express myself, but but if you don't, the, the beauty of, of of southern writers, and I quote Texas in that—is their ability to storytell and the way they express. The joy of a college football game or, or the way they can write, put the words together. And it's just something very almost poetic about how, how they write it, how they've written it. And, and that's the one thing I love about the sport. And those guys don't exist anymore. They're all gone like the, the little birds, you know, the, the, the dinosaurs. But the great ones like the Dan Jenkins could put together words about a game. It just gives you, it either makes you laugh or cry or it just gives you a great charm. Well, as I, uh,
5: as I told you when I first ran India and after we got acquainted, my favorite, uh, growing up was Dan Jenkins. Uh, uh, the, the obviously the writer Blackie Sherrod who uh, wrote for, uh, the Dallas newspaper. And, and then, uh, as uh-huh. I told you when I first met you, the thing that was drawing me to you because you wrote like those guys did. Mm, well, that's and, an honor. Uh, there weren't many. There weren't many guys, but basically, uh, who had that kind of ability, and uh, that's I don't know what the hell happened to us after that. We got to be friendly, and then all my dreams went up in smoke. But uh, <laughs> after, <laughs> but for the,
1: <laughs> I still thought busting you for smoking one time in a car in Phoenix when you were hiding.
5: So we yeah, you- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: we've got to go into that, I guess. Well, final thing, Mike Slive yesterday, Paul Feinbaum, so eloquently put it, what a great friend he was of college football. And one of the things he did was he loved to know what was going on. He would actually call up Tony Barnhart and say, I'm going to think about doing this, what do you think? You had relationships with people. I actually used to drink beer of the offensive coordinator at Florida on a Friday night, and he would give me the game plan. Now I couldn't write it or you're it, but that kind of trust and that kind of connection, it's just so placid now today. It's difficult to have a real good feeling about a program when you feel like you're a million miles away from it. You know that feeling, but I do look forward to what's happening in Florida. I'm hoping that will warm uh, things up. And now that you're a new big Gator fan, we expect you to get by on the program and start wearing your Gator gear out there in Colorado
5: on the show. Well, you said, so, you said something pretty good about the trust issue because, uh, you know, uh, right now, I don't know whether it's the money they make or whatever, but as a rule, college football coaches are very uh, close-lipped. They they don't trust people in the media, even if they uh, know that they're friends of the program because everybody knows there's such a thing as that. And yeah. uh, I'll never forget, buddy, in uh, 1982... Do we have time for this?
1: Yeah,
5: go ahead. Uh, all right, in 1982, uh, Ken Hatfields, uh, last year at Air Force, One and uh, I went know, down there... He, Fisher DeBerry was his assistant at that time, and and, uh, Ken Hatfield was the head coach at Air Force. And I went down there. uh, It was the week they were playing Notre Dame, and I went down there uh, just to uh, beat him in the coach's office and just see how things were going. Basically, I was just trying to see if everybody was healthy and everything. But just to give you an idea, and he told me about the uh, you call it whatever you want to, but it was a trick play. And he said, Joe, he said, we're going to use this. I don't know at what point in the game, but he said, we're going to use this play, and I'm going to show you how it works right now. Mm-hmm. And he said, but you got to promise me you won't say a word, you know, to anybody, which, you know, I didn't think any of that. I said, of course I'm not going to say anything. I want you to beat Notre Dame as bad as anybody else does. Yeah. But, the, the point of it was is that he trusted me and he told me about this play that nobody knew about, right? Well, that wouldn't happen today in a million years.
1: No, so you just know, so changed all that.
5: Yeah, it would not happen in a million years. But that's how much things have changed, right? You know, I feel
1: like an outsider. It's unfortunate. But, uh, but, you know, I do enjoy talking about it. That's why we talk about it so much, and you and I have a chance to – You know, we did watch them beat Notre Dame, by the way, four straight years at Air Force. (laughs) Yes, we uh, did. And I was at the South Bend that year, too, and saw them win there. So, that was fun. That was a fun. Those were fun. See, you had a brief run. College football is not the king out in the college. And I used to go to those Big 8 games, except for Nebraska, the team you hate. I love to go to Lincoln because 80,000. Of course, it was always beating up on the buffaloes, uh, but it was a setting. Like, yes, but see, the Folsom Field to me was like a, going to a, you know, a, a South Florida game or something. It just wasn't that much. That's changed a bit though too. So, Joe, it's been a great conversation as usual. Appreciate Buddy, you that. know what
5: uh, you, you mentioned, Nebraska. You know Interstate eighty that runs along the state of Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, do you know, do you know what they call those silos? Those big, old tall silos that you see looming up by the side of Interstate eighty in Nebraska. You know what they call them? You're going to tell me what this uh. No. Hol- holiday ends.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could. You could do a whole stand-up routine on Nebraska football for sure, without question. <laughs> All right, he's the hit man. He's on the Joe Williams Show. We have him uh, hopefully now on Fridays. We'll see how that schedule works out. And love doing the radio with him out in Denver. Give him out of cards to Irv Brown and also to Ken Erickson. We'll talk to you next week, Joe. All
5: right, buddy. Thank Music you. Music's
1: playing. All right, music's playing. And there's those silos Brendan put up out there in Nebraska. So, holiday. uh you want to go ahead and run uh, our friend Dan Hightower. Let's talk about him and his lovely wife, uh, Mary Shelton, by the way, who i uh, lucky to have at my birthday party. So good friends of the show. And here's a word from Daniel Ellen Hightower, a lawyer fighting uh, for action and victim justice whenever Brendan's ready to roll. Yeah, what well, you got? when
0: I'm ready to roll, you always just you know throw things on me like I'm super fast. I just wanted to say uh, one of my favorite things about you and Joe Williams uh, that you used to always say when I was a kid. <laughs> Is you always talk? You we know, it was collar driven shows. You guys would do shows, and you would always tell everyone there were full lines, full lines, full lines on the show today, uh, and there were no, there was nobody on the phone. So. Well,
1: that's because we were out in Elizabeth, Colorado, in a literally a cow pasture, in a two room studio where we could do a live show. We had five shows a week, but one of them was live, and we had to drive out in the middle of nowhere and be sure to close the gate. The cows would get out, and we had two lines. And Joe would say, we'd have one on there, and Joe said would say, let's move it along, we've got full lines. <laughs> You're right, that's exactly what did. So, yeah, so uh, there was a lot of fun with Joe. I love doing radio. Maybe nobody else likes it. I always like doing it with Joe. He's a fun guy. And, by the way, really good on college football, All right, we'll, which, of course, is my first love. We'll
3: be back. All right? We'll be back right All, right. Right. All
1: right. All right.
3: No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver, you need Daniel L. Hightower. Well, with us, it's a family-owned business. majority of the employees are family. You know, no drugs, no alcohol. We do a lot of big high contracts. Uh, We do a lot of government contracts. We do Sikorsky Aircraft and E-1 we've done for many years. And we we, we carry, you know, big general liability insurance policies. Knock on wood, since 1958, we've never had one claim. So there's not too many companies that can can stand by that. Safety is very important to AAA tree service, Uh, not only for our own employees, but for our customers as well. We, we you know we take pride and in go into their, their places we treat it like it's our home and we we leave it the way as it would be if it would be our home and we even go above and beyond we do more than just trees i mean we, we you know trim hedges we pressure wash we you know you, you name it we, we get into doing anything that a customer needs call us at 873-3440 uh, or on the website uh, aaatreeservice.com or also on centurylink.com as well yeah back of the buddy
0: Martin show thanks for watching through the break there uh, we're going to call Tom Schmidt. So I'm trying to call Tom. So, Tom, if you're not listening, I've been calling your phone. Uh, and, uh, wait to try him? Yeah. I'm, well, no, do. it doesn't matter. I'm trying him here. Let's okay. See if he picks up. If not, we'll try him again and see if Tom will answer. And we'll come up in a second. But, uh, yeah, Buddy and I were just, uh, discussing, uh, you know, gambling. A lot of people don't like gambling. A couple of comments that say that I don't like the gambling. which you understand? I'm not a gambler. Never been much of one, Buddy. Never been, I guess you like to gamble a little bit more than I did, but uh, I, I.
1: No, no football. I'm was horse racing. To Tom, dogs, by the way, he says the he's the there. Tom says he's there, and he said uh,
0: on his Skype phone.
1: Right. And he says, Tom says not coming through. I'm here. So there you go. So. Um, well,
0: we're gonna try him again because I see his. Huh? Trying him again.
1: Okay, we, we got Gremlins going on today. I'll tell you no, what.
0: No, it's not Gremlins today. We're.
1: So the phone's not ringing. He says so.
0: Anyway, tell him to open his Skype app. Maybe
1: you help us? open your Skype app. Whatever. We don't have time. Tell to do
0: call me. Call you. Call us. We'll put him on.
1: Okay. I think we're running High out fun. of time with it. Um, so sorry, Tom. Uh,
0: there he is. Call me. Call you, Tom. We hear you. Uh, I'm here. There he is.
5: I'm call here. You. Tom Schmitz. I'm here.
0: from the program, Tom. As soon as you get uh, acclimated there and you turn on your camera, we can see you we can't but we can hear you welcome to the program Tom Schmitz
2: well I'm trying to turn my camera on but you want me to do things I don't know how to do
1: wait wait wait, wait. hold on now don't say you and buddy I
0: know. actually Hang buddy you've there. been much better I have to say buddy you have been no. much better with your technology but of course you know me being around a little bit more is kind of nice so you know got that to deal with Tom. how about that does that work Let's see if we see Tom Schmidt. So, Why don't we just talk? I, I see Tom there. All right. All right. How's that? Go. that work? Let's see if we see there. All right.
1: Let's do the talking, and yet you guys worry about the pictures. Welcome. We're running out of time.
0: So. Tom's here. Got a haircut or something. What's I've, going on? You look different. I've lost 47 pounds, Brendan. I know that, but your hair is different. Something's different with your hair. Your hair looks
2: different. Uh, I didn't put I didn't put gel in it. Thanks for pointing yeah, that out. Just, okay, while I, you guys
1: are doing your hair, so great. Today, you got a show to do here while you're doing your beauty tips. Okay, if you don't mind, we'll move it along. You no, know, just live
0: video, buddy. It's just and, live video. And,
1: uh, well, I'm it's you know,
0: I'm, I just said Tom looks different. It looks like a different Tom.
1: All right, Tom. I, did, did you, you notice you had a well, chance to hear the Joe Williams? I know a little bit about ga- gambling. We were just discussing the vagaries of gambling. Uh, and the good and bad. Some people don't like it. Some people don't care. Uh, but the fact is that the new the Supreme Court, really not getting at all that, has allowed the states to make their own choices. And the, what we're all trying to figure out is how it's going to affect uh, sports because it's sports gambling now. Uh, and uh, you know, you have a guy who'd like to bet a bobber too. May or may not be locally. Maybe I don't know where. It's. I don't want to know. Uh, but uh, the bottom line is how. You heard Joe. You heard Joe Williams. You, what, what was your take on it, Tom?
2: Uh, well, first off, the fact that Joe Williams only wants to be a Florida fan for today in case he hears something different, mm-hmm. we need to kick him off the bandwagon right away for that. I'm just telling
1: you. I won't do that. And I'll never kick Joe off the bandwagon. i get him. But-
2: <laughs> no, uh, you know what it's going to do, buddy? It's going to cause people to not be able to bet on credit, which is a good thing. Because okay. if, uh, if you know anything about the behind the, the – black market. betting. Um, when people bet on the, underneath with bookies and everything, there's an understanding that if you get towards a certain number, either you win or you lose, then you have to go pay the bookie. But it's all done on a handshake and an agreement that you're going to pay. Legalized betting won't be that way. You will have to put money up to make a bet. So it'll take the whole line of credit thing out of it. What I want to know is, are they going to, when they pass the legislation or or states going to pass the legislation that make it where it's a cash only where debit cards and credit cards can't be used? Because could you imagine a college freshman or a college sophomore that gets one of those introductory thousand dollar credit limits and they give them out like candy at college having twelve, fifteen thousand dollars worth of debt because he's losing using his credit card to gamble?
0: Um, I, I mean, you, uh, can you imagine? I think it's already going down that way because, you know, some states you can do FanDuel and you can do all this other stuff. So I think it's just going to be exacerbated even more showtime. I, mean, I, I heard your reports of that stuff going on in Colorado where I knew my friend's son's like, yeah, I had to collect money for my kid because he won all this money on FanDuel. <laughs> he picked the right <laughs> team. So he's like, I don't, how much you win? He's like, I don't know. won like 10 grand.
2: The other thing it's going to do as well is it's going to open up. Right now, you can bet on teasers or parlays. We're not going into what all that is. You can bet teasers, parlays, you can bet lines. If they do this the right way, the way they do it in England, you'll be able to bet on whether he makes a field goal or not while you're sitting in the stands. Well, prop you
1: bets. Know, Actually, yeah, you'll, prop be bets. Do, yeah.
2: you'll be able to do all of that legally. You'll be able to bet on whether, you know, a pitcher in the seventh inning is going to get a strikeout before he gets a ground out and stuff like that. It opens up a whole another not, avenue of betting and it opens up states to be able to collect lots of money in revenue.
1: Yeah, the big, as we talk about. Uh, you know, look, this is, we don't have time to get into a long discussion, but uh, people say, well, how about the athletes? So they're going to be able to gamble? Yeah, they're going to be able to gamble. They can gamble yes. now. And by the way, some of them do. And uh, we know people who have done it back in my day, back in the ancient darks, although not long ago this also happened. They had these cards, parlay cards, I remember them? Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah.
1: And every fraternity I've- house had them. They, somebody would go over there and give a 100 of those out and get a buck for everybody. You bet. And parlay cards were a big thing, and that was common in those days, although one football player or more got busted in Florida for using parlay card bets. Uh, And it's just a different form of it. It's always been there. Uh, Some people, I know a guy from Jacksonville. I went to school there. who have been known to uh, know the wise guys. Uh, There's the late Rick Casares. All I'm saying about Rick is he had people coming up from Tampa in black limousines, come into his room and Augie Griner said he was kicked out and the guys in suits stayed in there. I mean, it's always been this. And don't forget, John Macbeth, way back in the history, read the book of Boy Old Florida, Ray Graves, when he was at Florida and they beat Georgia Tech, there was a gambling investigation going on with a gambler named Aaron Wagman who had approached a Gator player to get him to throw a game. And when, to his credit, although we wonder how much coercion it was, The player, Sonny, uh, Sonny, the player turned in, his name was John Macbeth. turned him into the FBI, and Wagman was arrested and sentenced to prison. So it's always been around there. We know about the famous basketball scandals, uh, certainly North Carolina, Kentucky, they are involved in them. Gambling has always been around sports. The question is, is it healthier now that it's out in the open and it can be monitored and governed, or was it better back in the day when we sort of winked at it?
2: Well, let me ask you this question. Were casino gamings, the roulette tables, and the dice games better when they were in the back rooms of speakeasies? Or are they better now that they're in Vegas and regulated and uh, uh, and government oversight of it and you know that the fix is not in? Which is better, open, out in the open or the old days when the, the dice may have been loaded or or, or the, the roulette wheel may have been shaped a certain way? Was it better then or is it better now? Well, it's a lot better now that it's regulated. It's going to be a lot better gambling-wise once it's out in the open and it's something that is regulated. I think I, I think that for certain.
1: Remember this, and this will wrap it up today, uh, is that remember when Pete Rosell got involved in the, in the National Football League's commissioners, one of the first things he did was he went and met with the bookies because they said, you want what we want, an honest game. So that's when they came out with things like the injury report, all coaches like Belichick still try to hide them there. But now he made a weekly injury report, a mandate. He wanted to, he watched the lines because you can see the funny business and the money starts coming in and the NFL knew people were betting on games back then. Although they wink at it. Now the question is how will this impact the NFL? And everybody's saying, I heard Mark Cuban say franchise will be worth twice as much. I haven't figured that part out yet, but obviously NFL is going to get its share.
2: Well, and this is, to me, the sport that's going to benefit the most from it, buddy, because it's a numbers-driven sport, and that's where betting, with the different ways you can bet, it will open up a lot of avenues, is baseball. Baseball, who has been relegated to the third or fourth biggest sport in the country, I think sports betting is going to help baseball get back some of that audience that has been losing. FanDuel has helped baseball tremendously. And open betting, where you can bet on whether there's a strikeout before a ground out and stuff like that. The prop bets is going to help baseball, I think, a ton.
1: All right. Brendan has an idea, apparently. They're telling us online because there's a light <laughs> bubble over his head. So apparently he has something he wants to talk about. You need to really
0: make your video work so you can see all my antics, buddy. I'm sure you would. I, just,
1: I have to look at on at I'm so my
0: armed by
1: it. All. I have to look at them on my phone because I can't get to Skype.
0: Fair enough. Um, my idea is I heard somebody uh, hearken it to like like legalizing marijuana you know um, mm-hmm. you know it's out there. you know people are doing it. Why not make some money tax it and and, and and put it out in the open? I mean it's gonna it certainly helps shut down any of the dark you know uh, d- drug dealers down the street and you know and, and makes it you know, always out in the open and regulated. I think it's it makes a lot more sense. To do that with gambling, it's like not having a pro team in Vegas. You know, it doesn't, make, it doesn't make, you know, it doesn't make any sense with online gambling. What's the difference? So, I don't know. I, I know a lot. Tom, you probably got a lot of friends. I got a lot of friends that love to gamble online. And uh,
2: there's a bunch of us. There, there's a bunch of us that gamble online. There's a bunch of us that have bookies right here in this town of Little Ocala. Sure. Believe me, there are plenty of bookies. And you make a good point, Brendan. The lottery did that. The numbers game used to be a big racket for the mob and everything. Well, the lottery is the numbers game. But the state took over the numbers game, and now that's not a big black market thing anymore. Now sports betting is. So the lottery was the numbers game back in the day.
1: I'll give you this little story. We'll say goodbye. This is how it was in New York. The, The lottery in New York was, as you know, big time. The illegal have, numbers. Buddy,
0: did you have
1: a bookie in, ever? You ever had no, one? I never had a bookie. No. That's I, I, that's the guys it. at the CBS used to gamble one year, I bet a little money, 100 bucks a weekend or something on the NFL. Idea. And by the way, I was getting to see every game back before they had where you could see every game. I thought, I this, this has got to be information. I was working at CBS. I could see every game every Sunday. I'm going to know stuff. Guess what? It didn't help you a bit. But here's the thing that's interesting the numbers game was so huge in New York especially out in Brooklyn, you know, the Bronx, except Harlem, whatever. And so you say, what is the number? How did they come up with it? And I found out one night the hard way. No, I found out. At the New York Daily News, we had teletypes that printed out the results of all the racing, Yonkers and so on and so forth, every bit of racing. And we'd tear them off race by race and send them back to the composing room. I always noticed that time for the last race of the night the guys from the composing room, who have no real business being in there, would come in and hover over the machine, and they'd get that and say, "I'll get this for you, buddy. We'll take it back and get it taken." Okay, fine. What he was getting was was that was the total handle in dollars for the night at Yonkers, or whatever it may be, and they, they would always get that in because why? That was the number that set the number for that day. The total handle. Who knows what's, what shenanigans went in on that deal, but that's what they did back in the day. The handle on the track was the right. number they bet. And, um, Some of them used
2: the Polita. last three numbers at a stock exchange when the stock yeah. exchange closed. Right. Some of them used that last three numbers. Right. There were different avenues, but it was all numbers of something that was generated through business
1: of the day. Well, I believe the, the bag men were, well, they were famous in Florida and especially down in Tampa. Or the mob was located. Traffic County was there, and Belita was uh, was the form of the number in New York City. So, anyway, enough of well, that. You um, know, ga- Tom,
0: gambling across the across the world is the one thing that unites us as human beings. Because anywhere you go in any country, I don't care how third world it is, and I've been in some pretty ugly places. There's always somebody selling a lottery ticket. So you know, there, there's always The gambling is 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 everywhere in every country and every place. So. So why not? Uh, why not bring it out
1: there? Yeah, for sure. All right, Tom. Thanks a lot, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, see you next Friday, and if not before. All right. Bye. Tom.
2: Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. Sure.
1: Brendan, we got a couple of comments there, if you can pull them up. Well, your sister said several things. There. I
0: can't pull up the comments. Anymore.
1: Well, I'm trying to get them myself, and I'm having a hard time. But why are we having all these issues? I don't know.
0: No, I can see the comments, but you want to see it? You want me you to talk about them? Well,
1: comments? there were there were two or three comments. Your sister had some, Rebecca had some funny comments. She weighed in on a couple of things that were funny. First and there of were a all, couple...
0: uh, I'm putting our, uh, the logo up, Laney's logo. Are you seeing it right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Join yeah. the Gator Nation King made this this is a recent artwork is we got a love out to richie robinson is on the oil rig right now and his his bride is is not feeling well and that uh, going prayers out to laney robinson richie robinson's wife who's who's uh who's uh i, I guess not uh, not not uh, doing great so uh, we got lots of love she made this graphic and all the other one of graphics that we enjoy here at the gator nation kingdom so letting you guys know uh Love and uh, prayers out to her. Anyway, um, that's all I had to that. By just letting know with everybody. Okay, yeah.
1: You know, uh, didn't get a chance. I don't have Rebecca's comments. She made some funny ones, but because uh, I don't go back, Mom won't go back that far. Well, uh, we'll catch you next time, Rebecca. Hope good luck on the remodeling the kitchen. As you say, prayers out to Lenny Robinson. Hope you get a good report on her. Um, we will have Urban Meyer. We were scheduled to try to have him today, but uh, he had something came up. He will be joining us next Wednesday. Uh, and uh, we'll be getting Bill Sykes, uh, who does get a breakdown stuff, does his own analysis. People like him a lot. He's a numbers person. He's moving, moving to Jacksonville area. He not next week. We capture Bill Sykes. He wants join- to
0: be closer to the kingdom, probably.
1: No doubt about it. Who wouldn't want to be closer to the kingdom? It's all good, right? So and uh, so that's going to wrap up today. We're off for the weekend. Uh, we have lots of plans to announce. Brendan and I are having some great meetings next week with good people. Thanks, to We have so many talented people here. Shout out to uh, to Chad Rich, the Czar, Internet Czar, and a lot more, by the way, Tech Czar. And also uh, to our new, uh, uh, I guess he's the Wire Chieftain, or Wire, the ultimate wire man, the guy who's going to save us a world of beer. He's a massive Save you. Well, that counts. You, Master, you're sitting back drinking, uh, save, bon- save, drinking diet coke, eating bonbons, and absolutely, you're absolutely. Because I'm like, out there laboring, don't, don't trying me. to put a show on with Brady Ackerman, carrying him through the show, Look, as buddy, well as all the technical Don't stuff. hate
0: the player, hate the game. Okay, yeah. don't so, hate the player. So anyway, I'm not gonna up, going to leave on a bad note. Up, I was going to say, What up, Colville?
1: Will you get rid of that? Will you please sell that hat next week, or what are you going to do when you and Colville got a bromance going on this hat thing? It's a little bit much, really. Is that the hat for sale?
0: No, it's not for sale. Nothing's for sale. I don't know why you keep trying to pimp my stuff out. Well, people for keep asking. No one can have it. I'm not People are asking anything. about it. No,
1: it for sale.
0: I'm not selling anything. I told you.
1: Okay, well, there you go. I guess they'll have to get their own. All right, are we done here?
0: I'm, I am mean, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say?
1: Uh, I want to thank
0: our guests today. Yeah. Appreciate
1: it very much. Graham Hall's always been always good. Good Graham Hall. He's fresh. He's got boots on the ground in Gainesville. He knows what's happening. Rudd does a good job on recruiting. He does some baseball. He's an all-purpose guy. Of course, I love Joe Williams. Sometimes I think it's just Joe and I talking and nobody else cares, but I don't care. I love doing radio with Joe, and Joe's a knowledgeable guy and fun. Tom Schmitz, of course, does a lot of has done a lot of radio with me uh, over the years. And of course, Brendan Martin uh, we we just keep going, pushing the envelope. Like John Wooden said, if you're not making mistakes, you're not giving the best effort. So,
0: lots of mistakes. So. Yeah,
1: bear with us. You know what we're pointing for? Football season. So many things are going to be happening. It's so going to be So awesome.
0: many things. So. Wow, if we can only tell you, if we just could tell you about them, because we don't really know ourselves.
1: Mm, kind of do, but kind of don't.
0: Right? I like the World of Beer commercial. It. It, it could be a sports show. It, was it uh, looks like a sports show. not just about the sports show,
1: but it could be. Is that it? Yeah, well, it's not just about the football season. No, that, that World of Beers got its own. About
0: the, it's not just about a sport. Somebody said it like, we're not just a sports show, but we could be. That's, <laughs> is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. We're not just a show about the Gators, a sports show about the Gators, but we could be. I, I, yeah, that's good. I had a
1: blog once called Sometimes Sports, Sometimes Not, because, as you know, I have like to write up and talk about other things, which is why I have the Our Town Show. Wow. By the way, if you know Tom James, his mother, they're a very formidable duo here in town in Ocala, go up to Our Town with Buddy Martin and check out yesterday's show with Tom and Tony, who are two really great people, done a lot of good things in our community. Tom does a lot of stuff on ESPN now. He, like, does soccer, and he does uh, he does uh, college basketball, He's been to Disney a lot, so uh, Tom James, a very good broadcaster, excellent play-by-play guy. So, all right, so I guess that's going to wrap it. What you got planned for the weekend?
0: I didn't even know it was Friday till about ten minutes ago. That would help. Well, I mean, I've just been, I'm really, I've just been really busy, so there's not a whole lot on tap for me. I'm, I'm gonna uh, probably do a lot of work around the house. My hmm. wife, my wife's in full tilt. Uh, Clinical mode and work, so uh, I'm really pretty much daddy until we take off for the beach in two weeks for work.
1: That's because she she she's the talent in the family. That's why oh, she's going, the real talent.
0: I'm just found, I'm going to Chicago next month. So there you go. You are next month. Yeah.
1: Hmm. The month. Well, you know what? Next month is it's one clo- one. It's getting closer and closer to SEC media days, and the world wants to know what's Brenda going to do. Well, we'll find out. Well, um. Just trying to so. Get-
0: all right, well, let's see. All right, Brent
1: English says, have a good weekend. John Enrico, great show. It's all good. Uh, Roger Burns says, best wishes to Richie and his wife, for sure. Uh, and Richie has a, a little, little, a little uh, what do you call the emoji up there. He's got tears on it. I hope he's going to be okay. Uh, Steve Flatman says, I hope everyone had a great day. Wednesday, June 6th, World of Beer. All right, Flatman says he's coming.
0: You believe him? Somebody, somebody, Brent English, said he changed his work schedule so he could start coming down to World of Beers.
1: Hmm, well, okay. Um, Brent English, he's always got something to offer. When you go gambling, stop by Twin Palms Resort and have a beer and tell my aunt, hi. I think that's a commercial. He should be charged for that, don't you think?
0: We'll we'll put it on. His first, first round's on him.
1: There you go. All right, have a good weekend, buddy. Love you.
0: Yeah, love you. Bye.